Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. Um, talking of problem solving, it feels as if um, you've really made rugby work for you as well. You've travelled the world. Um, I, I was just looking at your kind of list of achievements, which are ridiculous, really. We've touched on the Cambridge Blue, so well done. Big tick in the box for that. Pro 14, Premiership, Top 14, Super Rugby, Barbars, Wales, Lions. Have I missed anything out? No, that's not it. <laughs> no, I've been very, I've been very lucky, uh, thanks to do, you know, to have played my career on, on my terms. And, like, I... I've always wanted to travel with rugby. I think it's one of the greatest things about the game, the opportunity to travel, you know, whether that's with your side touring somewhere with your country playing in South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, six nations, um, a chance to travel with rugby has always been, you know, a huge, huge plus for me. Um, and so the opportunity, when I graduated, I was 26, 2013 in Cardiff. I'd never left Cardiff. So I'd, I'd grown up there, went to university there, went through the whole schooling system there. And the opportunity came up for me to play in Paris, of all places. You know, that's super lucky to get offered a job to to live and work in Paris in another league and under another language. Um, and it was a big step because I'd never I'd never left home. And I guess when an opportunity like that comes around, you either take it or you massively regret not taking it. And at some point, you've got to take the jump, haven't you? So, you know, that was my first kind of experience of... Right, I'm doing this on my terms. I've got an opportunity here. I have to have to take it, and I really struggled. I probably struggled for the first two three months. Uh, I got injured after about a month. There, hit my ankle. Was out for three months. I was living on my own in a foreign city in a foreign language, and I really struggled. Um, you know, I lie awake some nights and just think, what on earth have I done? One with my career and two with my life, and then. Then it all turns on its head. You start learning the language. You start getting to know the lads a bit better. You feel a bit more part of the furniture there. And it, you know, I reflect that now on those two years of my career as, as you know, one of the best things I ever did uh, was take myself out of my comfort zone and whatever. And that kind of that kind of set the tone for the last six years of my career. Again, I had the opportunity to to go back to playing Cardiff after that Paris stint, um, but then had the opportunity at Harlequins as well. And I thought, you know what? I've, I've always wanted to live in London. I've wanted to experience London. It's something I haven't done. Um, and I tied in the Cambridge gig with that, um, just to keep something up, away from the field. 
Um, and then, yeah, opportunity came to live in Bath, which again is one of the you know, best cities in the country to, to live and work in. And then an opportunity came up in Cape Town. So yeah, I've, I guess when I reflect, I've worked hard to create these opportunities for myself. You have to have the balls to take them when they come around. And, you know, I'm glad I've done that. Would you have stayed at Bath longer, do you think, if Pivac had given you a clear sign that you'd be playing for Wales? And um, Look, I, I last got capped for Wales end of 2017. Uh, look, being realistic, whether I'll play for Wales again, probably not. You know, I felt I've been good enough to play for Wales over the last three years anyway, even after uh, not getting picked. But... You know, I think I came to the conclusion that an opportunity to play Super Rugby in a place like Cape Town at this point in my career, that chance isn't going to come around again, um, no matter how I dress it up. So, and, and not many people get that, afforded that opportunity in, to play Super Rugby, especially mm. Northern Hemisphere lads. A lot of people do, do it the other way. But the chance to do that was was one I couldn't 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 refuse. I've loved Cape Town. I've loved every time I've I've travelled to South Africa. It's been a special special place to play. You know, both as a rugby experience and as a life experience. So, you know, I'm hugely grateful for the opportunity. I'm really glad I took I took it. But I spoke to Wayne, and uh, you know, he told me where I was at with the, with the selection process. And you no, know, I, I probably won't share that. But it's um, you know, I made that decision, and I'm glad I made it. We want to see you get to 100 caps, though. Yeah, that'd be nice. But it is, it is a number, and it's, it's tough. Look, I've, I've uh, and it's hard. You get to your 90s, and I remember speaking to Martin Williams about this. You know, he was stuck on, I think, 97 or 98 for a long time. Uh, and then two or three years later, maybe 18 months later, you managed to get across the line. But, look, I've, it's a privilege to play for your country once, let alone 94 times. So, um, yeah. It would be, it would be awesome, but whether my... Huh? I reckon they owe that to you. Well, this is the thing. They don't owe me anything. And a sport owes no one anything. And I, I know. You know, it's easy to say that, and it's, it's easy to feel that as well. But the game owes no one anything. You know, I owe... Yeah, but you still do a great job. It's not like they're doing you a favour. Yeah, I know. I know. But, um, you know, coaches make decisions for certain reasons. It, I was in favour for a long time with Wales um, not a decade you know I, I played almost every Six Nations game for nine years on the bounce so I had a decent run at it um, and I'm very grateful for that and coaches make decisions you know as I said I was in favour for a long time and then I fell out of favour and, and that's the way it goes that professional sports in at the highest level um, that's the way the, the cookie crumbles I guess Okay, well, let's cast our minds back over some of those highlights from that incredible international career and I'm not going to say I'm not going to talk about it like it's over. I'm just talking about it mm. you know, with this little comma that can be extended. We can still add to this. Um, but, yeah. you, you know, you, you've been on a couple of Lions tours as well. Um, you just remind us, so South Africa 2009, um, Australia 2013, what, what are your kind of standout memories from that? The, the partnership with the Driscoll, was that, was that something that really shone bright for you? Yeah, it's pretty special. And I, I think... For me now to play in South Africa, because you know that tour arguably kind of made my career and catapulted me to a to a level I, I never expected to to play at. Um, and yeah, look, I'd had a pretty good season in 08-09. It was my kind of first cap season for Wales. 
um, and I've been playing well. And things I think I remember mostly from that tour was one, the announcement. I remember being sat in my Rover 100, which was my car back then. Uh, my Rover 100 uh, is before I got the Ford Focus upgrade. I was in my Rover 100 with my best mate. Uh, and we were sat at Panath Pier, uh, just literally waiting for the radio announcement. Because remember, with the Lions tours, the players find out at the same time as the public, yeah. And That's so we're just bonkers. listening on the radio. Oh, it's crazy. And it's, it was nerve-wracking because there was a lot of chat beforehand. You know, Jamie's been playing well, he deserves a shot, whatever. But you never think, you never assume you're going to be in. Uh, and I found out that the hard way in, in 2017, and I'll, I'll come, come to that a bit, a bit later. But 09, yeah, just, I just remember my name being read out and just being like, oh my God, I got out of the car and just ran around like a, a five-year-old outside the car. Like, you know? Had a big party that night at mine, um, a big kind of house party, street party. It was awesome. And then, yeah, yeah went to South Africa. I, I, lucky I toured South Africa a few times before with school and with the Sevens and with Wales the year previous. Uh, so I knew how much of a, an amazing rugby country it was. You know, culturally, it's a very special country. Uh, and they love their rugby. They're a bit like Wales. You know, they're as passionate for their rugby in South Africa as they are Wales. It's the sort of place people stop you in the streets and, you know, wish you the best of the weekend or they'll tell you you had a shocker at the weekend as well. Um, and so, yeah, went on tour, got played in the first couple of games, played well, played with O'Driscoll, played well. And then, yeah, the week before the first test, they, they sent half the group up to Durban to start preparing. And I was in that group that looked like it was the first test side. And, uh, just went from there and you know we lost that first test in Durban which was brutal and then you know that second test that lost us is one of the greatest games I think ever played um incredible incredible rugby match one of the most brutal and I came off at about 65 70 minutes on my wrist which I ended up having an operation on a year later but another memory from that trip is, is after that second test there were five of us in an ambulance to hospital um, I think Adam Jones has dislocated his shoulder. It took them about two hours to get it back in under general. O'Driscoll's head looked like mine does now. It was out here. Uh, Tommy Bow had done his calf. Gethin Jenkins has smashed his face in, so kind of four fractures around his cheekbone. And I'd hurt my wrist, so I'd had that looked at. Um, and, yeah, it was. I've never known a changing room like that, as quiet and as just... It was it was brutal. And when I fast sorry, when I fast forward four years to Australia, the contrast in the dressing room of then and that third test in Sydney was was unbelievable. And that you know my Lions memories revolve around those two emotions really, and those sets of fifteen minute periods. Really, you can take it right back down to just thirty minutes of yeah, because you know there were quite a lot of us quite a lot of us on you know we play this game to win like we're all com competitors you, you want to feel the elation of winning losing is brutal especially at the highest level and you put everything into it you train for months if not years to get to that point and it comes down to 80 minutes yeah. or in the Lions case it's three sets of 80 minutes Olympians some sprinters comes down to 10 seconds mm. um, and so you know I just I just remember the emotion of 09 and that change room and the contrast with, with 2013. And I reckon there probably about eight, eight to ten of us who did both of those tours. Um, and that emotion in the dressing room, you know, you could you look into those lads' eyes and, and kind of share that. It was pretty special. Um, 
yeah, and Australia was an amazing tour. You know, I, I kind of, we'd been successful with Wales in 2013 and 2012. Obviously, that great victory over England and Cardiff when they came to the Grand Slam in Cardiff. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think yeah. That victory, yeah, yeah. That victory sealed a lot of our places on the plane, you know, for the yeah. Lions um, to Australia. And yeah, that was it. It was a different one, though, because I kind of not expected to be picked for that one, but. I, I think I feel I was one of the form centres in the country. I wasn't young. I'd been on the tour previous, so I had experience. Um, so it was a kind of different emotion when that team was read out or that squad wasn't read out, you know. I'm so intrigued by the mentality of the Lions, how you're able to park your differences. You've been like taking chunks out of each other through the Six Nations and then suddenly you come together and try and form this cohesive unit to take on the might of the box or Australia, uh, how difficult yeah. is that to do? Is there enough bonding time in the, in the run-up to it? Because I presume when you first get on tour, the nations naturally gravitate towards each other. When do, when, when do you become... Yeah, but you have to remember fans have to do that as well. That's the beauty of the, yeah. the British and Irish Lions because I don't think there's any sports team in the world, in any sport, that, that does that. I think the Ryder Cup... Obviously, you know, all these individual competitors come together um, to form the European team or the USA team. But, you know, you look across all sports, I don't think there's anything like the British and Irish Lions. And considering that they play a Six Nations tournament three or four months in, prior to the Lions getting together. Um, but rugby's rugby. And, you know, you meet any rugby player, rugby fan around the world, it's a sport based on you know the values of respect and integrity and honesty and hard work and you know those values from whichever country you're from are shared you know when when you get together as a group of lads you all know the crack um, and it's a sport when you play as a kid the sport quickly gets rid of the dickheads I can I can say that honestly it's a sport that roots those sorts of people out pretty quickly um, and so yeah you know, certainly at that, at that level, you know, the lads who get together, you crack a few jokes. Um, and yeah, you know, in 09, in 09, I just remember we, we trained at Pennyhill Park uh, for the week and it was a brutal week's training. I think we lost a few players. We lost Jerry Flannery, kind of dislocated his elbow doing a contact session. So he was ruled, he was selected to tour and was ruled out of the tour. And then we were meant to go on a team bonding sort of trip down to Portsmouth. With the with the navy. Ah, oh, uh, gonna say we're gonna say the marines. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, we were meant to do like yeah, a trip to Portsmouth. So we were meant to get up at five o'clock in the morning on the Saturday morning. Um, the lads trained hard, pretty hard on the Friday. Everyone retired to bed early at like eight o'clock. And then Ian McGeekin, who was the you know coach, he texted everyone at about half eight. Said, "Right, lads, tomorrow's cancelled. See you in the bar in half hour." And we had a we had a lock in in the bar at Pennyhill Park. That sounds uh, which is awesome. much more civilised. <laughs> well, exactly. And much more fun as well. I think a few of the senior lads have probably gone, do you know what, we don't fancy this team. <laughs> you know, this kind of fake team bonding thing. Let's yeah, just go yeah. have a couple of beers, have a sing-song, and it was far more organic, you know. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that, that tour was unbelievable. Certainly the best rugby tour I've ever been on. Really? You yeah. see, I, I wanted to know about the bar bars because I gather well actually i spoke to james haskell on this podcast recently and it's his one regret and i gather that you see your bar bars experience as one of the best weeks of your life 
again why yeah. is that it's, i suppose it's the similar principles to the lions isn't it about um the pillar well, I, I, I played the bar bars later that year in november we happened to be the all blacks at twickenham which you know not many welsh would have beaten the all blacks in in their history but look i look back at that squad it's probably the best squad i've ever ever played i was in a back line with with food in his prime you know night but was probably the, one of the best players in the world without a doubt uh, Gitto played 10 I was with Jacques Ferrier in the midfield I think we had Habana on one we're in Rokathoko on the other and then Drew Mitchell at fullback so like you that's without team. mentioning <laughs> well exactly it's, that's without mentioning the players up front as well you know your, your Schalt Burgers Victor Matfields you know these sorts of lads so I was playing as a 22 year old in a side which was like a fantasy team for me uh, and it was unbelievable. I mean, just to give you an idea of Barbarians Week, uh, and I'm forever grateful for, for Die Young for letting me do this week. Uh, kind of blues, he, you know, he let a few of us come and go and do the Barbarians thing. But, you know, you turn up at the Hilton on Park Lane, um, you know, you, you handed your, your weekly fee, your, like your match fee in an envelope, uh, and then you, 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 throughout the week, you go to the best restaurants in London, you know, as a group, um, you know, you, every day there's a hydration session, however you want to uh, dress that up. You train Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday off, train Thursday, you know, and training was arguably a shambles. Like, you're so hungover, you can get the ball to the wing without dropping it. Um, but, you know, we bonded well as a side, and I've never seen a group of guys flick the switch on a Saturday morning as well. As, as those group of guys, like we, we literally stopped drinking on the Thursday, you know, Friday was a big session, we obviously knuckled down then. and then just lads woke up Saturday morning, flipped the switch and, and beat the All Blacks in front of, I think we had about, so I think it was sellout, I think Twickenham was like 70,000, 75,000, it was unbelievable and uh, you know, again, I reflect on that week and think, just absolutely magic, as a young guy, Jesus, I was over 10 years ago now. That, I mean, that is literally like, yeah, that's like some kind of crazy dream. You know, like you have a fancy dinner party. That's your fancy rugby match, isn't it? Um, now, the scary thing is, I think I'm probably the only player from that team still playing, or one of the. Uh, you see, life in the old oh, dog wow. yet. Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink and you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones. And join the community. We're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear in the next few weeks. So thank you for joining us. Stay with us. Stay healthy. Stay home. Stay connected with Bows. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.